Welcome to the Panjiva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for May 30th. Germany is in the trade spotlight following challenging meetings with President Trump and ahead of potentially less fraught but less fruitful talks with China. Also, we look at Cuba's sugar export problem. I'll actually kick off today, though, with logistics, where there are plenty of disruptions to be aware of. Firstly, congestion in shipping at the port of Shanghai continues and may lead to broader supply chain issues, according to industry reports. That may be the result of a mixture of high demand, poor weather, alliance launches and unchanged operating procedures by carriers. Our data shows signs of demand rising in April already, with Shanghai to US volumes rising 12% on a year earlier after 18% growth in March. Shipping rates suggest, though, that any concerns may have passed already. Shanghai exchange shipping rates have climbed by more than a fifth to the end of April from March's troughs, but have since fallen by around 6%. Broader China outbound rates, though, have increased by just under 10% over the same period. Staying with shipping, Cyclone Mora, currently measured at the highest rating, has caused mass evacuations and may cause infrastructure damage in Bangladesh. It isn't clear yet whether shipping will be disrupted via the port of Chittagong. Growth through the port has been critical to Bangladesh's economy. Our data shows that shipping to the US has doubled in the past 12 months via the port, with 70% of shipments relating to the apparel industry. The largest consignees in the US receiving products from the port are Henry Peabody Inc. and Intex Supply. While I'm on the topic of natural disasters, Chilean wildfires in early 2017 damaged nearly 10% of the country's forestry sector and could take 30 years to recover, the USDA estimates. That may require a significant increase in imports. That may only take effect, though, in 2018, as so far in 2017, imports increased by 6% on a year earlier in March, our data shows. More important, though, will be disruption to the export sector, That was nearly nine times the size of imports over the past 12 months. Significant export lines include lumber, which may mean that Chilean suppliers may not be able to take advantage of any disruptions in Canadian supplies to the US. Those may result from any failure to sign a new deal between the two North American countries. Finally on logistics, container handling through the ports of New York and New Jersey increased by more than 10% on a year earlier in April, That was the fastest rate of growth since February of 2016. That also means that the longer-term decline in shipments at the port has seen may be slowing. In fact, it could reverse once the Bayonne Bridge raising is completed in June. As with the rest of the country, growth was led by imports, with loaded containers incoming rising by more than 14% due to higher deliveries from China, our data shows. Moving on now, let's take a look at trade policy, starting with Germany, where we have one backward and one forward-looking piece out today. Firstly, catching up with the past few days, and as expected, the most controversial trade-related part of President Trump's first overseas visit was to be found at the G7 trade discussions. The President's reference to Germany being, to quote, very bad at trade, relates to the US deficit with the EU of nearly $150 billion. Germany accounted for 46% of the total, but its share is already 15% below its 2014 peak. A joint action plan may address this further, though no specifics were forthcoming from the meetings. 
the German automakers were also on the receiving end of criticism from the president. While US auto imports globally have increased by nearly 40% in the past five years, our data shows, Germany's share only increased by 12%. And in fact, both Japan and Mexico have grown a lot more quickly. In the past year, German shipments actually fell by a seventh, partly due to German manufacturers investing in production capacity within the US. Second, and looking ahead, talks between Chancellor Merkel and Prime Minister Li of China this week will include trade discussions and follow those more difficult meetings that Chancellor Merkel had with President Trump. Trade between China and Germany already appears well developed. Our analysis of the top 500 categories of each country's exports to the other shows a high degree of specialisation, with overlap in only one-fifth of product lines. China's exports are led by consumer electronics, apparel and furniture, while Germany's are in autos and healthcare. China's policies elsewhere, such as the Belt and Road and RCEP, are focused on economic development or on deficit details, as is the case with the United States. As a result, discussions between China and Germany will likely focus on big picture, liberalisation and leadership issues, rather than yielding detailed new trade policies. Coming back to the US, there are three more detailed pieces of policy to keep an eye on. First, the US has formally notified the WTO of its safeguard investigation into solar power equipment imports. The notification is technical in nature, but is the first made under the administration of President Donald Trump. The case may be gaining momentum after SolarWorld joined Sunova as a petitioner, though WTO involvement will make for a prolonged process. Our data shows that US imports fell by nearly two-thirds in the first quarter, with Malaysian suppliers having replaced those from China. Indeed, China's exporters may be the biggest losers if those other suppliers are locked out of the US and start chasing China's fastest growing customer base, which is currently in India. That accounted for 30% of Chinese exports in the first quarter, up from just 6% in the first quarter of 2015. The second item is the administration of President Donald Trump is close to announcing the results of its review of trade policy with Cuba. This will likely see restrictions on trade rather than a breaking off of diplomatic relations. The impact on Cuba's export economy should be minimal. Shipments to the US were effectively zero anyway, with China representing nearly three quarters of Cuba's exports. In turn, 60% of those were in sugar, and as a result may be affected by China's recent increase in tariffs. Imports may be more of a problem. Exports from the US to Cuba rose by nearly a quarter in the first quarter of this year versus a year earlier, and were led by higher imports of meat and other agricultural produce. Meanwhile, Cuba's imports from five countries tracked by Panjiva fell by nearly 30%. That may be due to the unsustainability of its trade deficit with China, which breached a billion dollars in the past year. A restriction of food imports from the US to Cuba could become an issue for the country. Finally, the Vietnamese Prime Minister will meet with Donald Trump on May 31st, according to Reuters. Trade will likely be at the centre of the agenda. We wrote about Vietnam's trade growth aspirations on May 22nd, and here's a quick summary. Vietnam's government expects exports to the US will expand by around 4% on a year earlier, in 2017. That's going to require a major turnaround, given that they actually fell in the first quarter, our data shows. 
The bigger issue, though, is that it already has a significant trade surplus for the US. That reached just over $30 billion in the past 12 months and accounted for one-fifth of the growth in the US trade deficit over the past three years. As a consequence, Vietnam may actually become a target for US tariffs once the US completes its omnibus report on causes of the deficit at the end of June. Leading export lines from Vietnam that may suffer include apparel, mobile phones, and solar power equipment. Growth in the latter two categories is partly due to manufacturers that have relocated from China, which is also something the Trump administration has been critical of in the past. A push for a free trade deal is possible, though Vietnam, Vietnam is currently engaged with the TPP and RCEP trade deals as well. That's it for today. If you want to learn more about our research, head over to pangeva.com. Have a great week and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.